Hello guys, have you guys heard about Anchor? It's the easiest and most amazing way to record a podcast. And guess what? Anchor would help you distribute your podcast to different listening platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Beaker, and various other available listening platforms. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So to get started, Go to anchor.fm or download the Anchor app from your Play Store. Now back to the show. Okay, welcome back guys. It's a beautiful chilled morning in the city of Abuja and... I think yesterday night was kind of like I think I had like the best sleep I have had in a long while and honestly I have absolutely no idea why but I mean I just while I was sleeping I think I woke up in between and I was like god this sleep is so nice and well I woke up to a very chilled amazing morning with a smile on my face being grateful for life being grateful for friends being grateful for family being grateful for the fact that i can actually um do this why you guys listen to me and i mean it's always a beautiful and amazing experience when i get to record and know that those people who really 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 fuck with me are actually out there listening and it gives me so much joy in my heart and i'm just grateful for all of that well to every single person who has been listening who is going to listen because i mean for every time that i put out a new episode i promise you i know that i always have new listeners so i want to say a very big thank you to you guys and promise to you know keep doing what i do and i mean i hope that some way somehow we can actually change the world one step at a time now i think this is like the ninth episode of the child's perspective and the title of today's episode is breaking through the barrier and in as much as this podcast is something that I want to, I want it to be listening, you know, all around the world. For this episode, and it's basically, it's more breaking through the barrier is more like a Nigerian thing. It's um, because I will be bringing into context the Nigerian factor because, I mean. I look at how we are as a nation and it's disappointing and the last few weeks has been kind of like very emotional for a lot of people myself inclusive and 
obviously a change has to come and I don't mean the change that was promised to us six years ago by um, the party currently in power none of those or that bullshit I mean a legit change in the orientation of how we think how we act and how we behave to each other and whenever I talk about change to people you know most people always feel like I'm talking about um, you know trashing our culture and tradition but honestly it's none of that it's absolutely none of that I mean we don't have to trash our culture or our tradition to make a change but we can make a change within our culture and our tradition well today I was supposed to bring in Abike on the show a very good friend of mine I mean I keep praying to God to actually bless her with money or a good boyfriend that has money so I can keep getting loads of freebies from her but I mean for some reason I haven't been able to deal with the technicality of um getting someone on the show without the person being in the same space as I am so and I really wanted her on the show but well since that can't happen for now I'm just going to um, handle this particular episode by myself while I work on how to fix the whole network issue that would allow me the luxury to bring whoever I want to bring on the show without the person being in my personal space. So, now, when I say breaking through the barrier, I, I feel like as Nigerians, we have been um, tightly, you know, closed in a in a certain kind of barrier that limits us to shine our brightest you know and I think it's it's something that has been passed down from um, the generation before the previous one down to the previous generation and now that same problem is slowly seeping into our generation and if we do not put a stop to it all we are going to become is the very image of the same people that we are pissed at for doing what they do because as a Nigerian you are you are expected to ignore so many things you know um, once someone is older than you person is right no matter what the person says so you have a situation whereby someone older than you does something wrong to you for example and you would hear people say oh, come on yeah I know I know he's wrong but just let it go he's older than you and I'm being honest with you that statement pisses me off I mean 
you are, you are aware that the person did something wrong but then I'm supposed to ignore the person because the person is older than me now it's almost like right and wrong doesn't matter as long as you're older than the person so once someone is older than you it doesn't matter what the person does to you right or wrong just take it that the person is older than you and let it go and that is why we have allowed so many bullshit so many you know discrepancies just we just let it pass by and we do nothing about it because everyone is trying not to be disrespectful but for crying out loud we all know that respect is reciprocal you can't act in a disrespectful manner because you're older than the person and just it's supposed to just be allowed to fly by like that you see as in they should just ignore you because you're older so you are giving um the freedom you're giving the liberty to do whatever the hell you want just because you're older than a person and when we look at our political class in nigeria we look at what happens you 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 realize that people talk about godfatherism you talk about loyalty you talk about um talk about being you know being loyal to a particular group of people to a particular group of party because they are older than you and because they have been in politics longer than you are it's no longer about their credibility it's no longer about um the efforts they put into um actually doing their duties so once someone is older than you um, once someone has done something before you have it's for as in in the nigerian context it's or and maybe africa as a whole automatically people assume that that person knows more than you and for crying out loud i feel being intelligent being intellectual has nothing to do with age yes they say that experience comes with age for crying out loud, there are sometimes that to do something you don't need experience because you realize that the mode of governance over 50 years ago and the mode of governance right now is different. There were a time during um, when people were being led that just one person would come and have decision over the rest of the country. And as time went on, they started having, um, you know, a group of people, you know, the Senate coming together, making decision with one person as the leader. But as time went on, people also started having a voice in what should be done in the nation because they are citizens of that nation. They are part of the system. So they are supposed to have a say. And now people would say something like, but they are voting and they vote who they want. And that is also a problem because people are no longer 
loyal to themselves. They are no longer loyal to the fact that they actually want things to be better. They become loyal to a party, to a person. And honestly, I do not understand the reason why this happens. You take, let me use um, Enugu State in Nigeria as an example. It doesn't matter who comes out. As long as the person flies the flag of the People's Democratic Party, PDP, you automatically will get the vote of the people. So if the devil comes and run under the flag of PDP, the people of Enugu would vote you in. If they put a monkey as the flag bearer of PDP, the people of Enugu would vote you. And it's no longer about the competency. It's no longer about the ability to lead. It's no longer about the vision. It's no longer about someone who is willing to actually make a change. It now becomes a party thing. And my question is, when has a party ever been a reason why a nation should move forward? It's about the individuals actually wanting to make a difference. It's about people actually wanting to do something to make the nation great. And listen, I am not saying that people should push away the past completely, but we have to understand that the most important thing is now, right now, what is happening now. Because if we are being honest with ourselves, you, you would realize that you know, the past, although useful, often distorts our, our perspective with all sorts of um, bias and prejudice and it prevents us from seeing things the way they are in the now. Listen, we have to learn to distance ourselves from the thoughts and memories of the past so that it doesn't cloud our perspective on things right now. Because I usually ask people and I say, if the people of the past generation knew the things that we know now, or if the people who set the laws that we are expected to follow until we die, until the next generation and the next generation and the next generation, if they knew what we know right now, do you think their laws would be what it is right now? Because at every given point in time, people create laws that fit into the system in which they are living in at that point in time. The laws that we are expected to follow right now, it doesn't fit into the time that we live in. And you realize that these people, the people who are ruling us presently in Nigeria and most African countries as a whole, they choose to take the things from the Western world that is beneficial to them, to them as a ruling party or as a ruling class, and leave the rest of the citizens to suffer with the laws that actually suppresses their voices and chokes them to the point where they cannot speak up for themselves. And it's annoying. It's, it's, I mean, it's demeaning because you cannot expect a group of people 
to just nod their head like robots to every single thing that you say when it is obvious that what you are saying and what you are offering to them doesn't make their life better in any way. You know, in the previous episode, I talked about the whole um, the whole NSAS issue that happened in Nigeria. And up until now, there, there was um, a judiciary panel that was set up. And, you know, it has just been um, a hullabaloo. You know, it has just been, it has just been absolute rubbish because the question that is still being asked is who ordered the shooting of the 20th of October 2020? Who ordered the shooting that took the life of almost over 50 people that the government is still trying to hide? The military says it's the federal government, it's the um, state government. The state government says it's the military. The state government says it's an order from above. And nothing is being done to answer the questions of the people. We are being threatened. Why? Because we are still inside that barrier where we feel like our voices are not loud enough to be heard. And I tell people that the government is the people. The government is irrelevant without the people. Without the people, there is no government. When the, when the people turn their, their back to the government, the government becomes an irrelevant, you know, part of the people. And as Africans, as Nigerians, we have to understand that the time has come for us to actually say this is how we want to be as a nation because look at the way we are in Africa as a whole we are blessed we have more resources than the western world puts together but yet we are living in abject poverty we are suffering Look at Congo, people are dying. People are being killed. Look at Nigeria, we, we are blessed, you know, we have so many natural resources and yet so little to show for it. And we have to understand that it has gotten to a point in time where we no longer have to just keep quiet we no longer have to just sit in our houses we no longer have to just wait for a group of people to dictate to us or dictate to us how we should live we have to take our futures by our own hands because you realize that this same group of people that wouldn't allow us actually change as a people will go outside to those western worlds and still live within the laws that they say isn't good enough for us here. Their kids are abroad living in a western world or living in the western world where people have access to actual human rights and yet they deny 
their own people here in Africa, in Nigeria, of that same human rights. Look at their kids. Most, most of their, in fact, all their kids are schooling abroad. They are schooling in a place where there's an amazing educational system, amazing healthcare, um, good road networks, you know, um, there is absolutely no, you know, human rights is something that is being taken seriously. And you look at us here and we have none of those things. So they, they are okay with what is happening in the Western world to the point where they can send their children, their own generation to live there. And yet they don't want the same thing for us here. Come on. Who are we deceiving? Who are we deceiving? You are being stereotyped for um, having dreads. And let's not forget um, the other day, um, Jack came to Nigeria and he was welcomed by dignitaries. Come on, we all saw Jack's tattoo and we saw the way he was dressed and all of that. And he was welcomed with smiles on their faces. But yet, a Nigerian youth, in that same way, would be stereotyped as a criminal. Listen, we have to be honest to ourselves. We have to be absolutely honest to ourselves. We are aware that these things, these things that are being forced down our throats doesn't sit well with us. And it has gotten to the point where we have to speak up. It has gotten to the point where our voice has to actually make an impact. We have to break through that barrier. We have to break through that barrier that you know, that makes us feel like because um, they are the older generation, so we have to swallow everything that they do to us because it's a sign of respect. That isn't respect. Respect has nothing to do with being wrong and wanting people to see you as being right. That is not respect. For me, respect is treating people how you want to be treated. Because when you feel like you're older than someone and that gives you the liberty to do whatever you want and expect that person to be okay with that. First and foremost, you have disrespected yourself as a person and you are not worthy of anybody's respect. As Nigerians, as Africans, we have to look inwards to ourselves. There are so many things that we have that we condone all in the name of culture all in the name of tradition and tradition and culture necessarily isn't a bad thing but we have to be honest with ourselves and ask ourselves at the point in time where this tradition and culture was a norm 
what was the mode of living at that point in time? The way of life of the people at that point in time, what was it like? The um, stage as, at which they were as a people, what was it like? You can't compare 60 years ago to now. 60 years ago in the Igbo culture, a woman wasn't allowed to inherit her father's properties. In some parts of the Igbo land up until now, it's still happening. But, come on, it's, it's not right because whether male or female, you have right to own properties. Let's take, for example, the issue that is happening with this northern girl that, um, you know, that had her, that took a picture on the internet um, with her back showing. She's been charged to a Sharia court. And let's not forget that a few months back, and when the daughter of our, the present president of Nigeria got married, she also had a revealing dress worn in her wedding. There have been countless photos of top politicians' children who are also Muslims with dresses that reveal their body. And none of them were charged to the Sharia court or none of them were charged with um, with aiding blasphemous statements on the internet but a daughter of nobody who fought her way to become somebody is being charged and it makes you question the legitimacy of Nigeria as a country a place where one law works for one person but is not applicable to another party. It takes away the whole essence of being fair. It takes away the whole essence of being human. You know, it's, it's in all ramifications violates one's right as a human being. And we have to be honest with ourselves. We have to tell ourselves the truth. That these things are not supposed to be anymore. Incompetency doesn't have to be tolerated. And competency has nothing, nothing to do with Age. It has nothing to do with the culture. It has nothing to do with the tradition. It has nothing to do with the tribe of a person. It's an individual thing. It has nothing to do with the party. The party that a person flies under has nothing to do with their competency level as a person. And these are things that we need to start understanding as a people. These are things that we need to start understanding as Nigerians. These are things that we need to start understanding as Africans. Because unless we actually break through from that barrier that has enclosed us into a space where we are, not, we are unable to think for ourselves, we are going to remain the same thing. 
Look at Africans all over, spread across Europe, spread across America. They left the shores of Africa and they are doing amazingly well as individuals outside Africa, outside Nigeria. And you begin to ask yourself, what is that thing that makes them succeed outside there and not here? And it's simple. It's the fact that we have refused to grow as a community. We have refused to grow as people. But when we find ourselves outside, we see the way things are being done there. And by default, we have to change. Because you cannot be outside, you cannot be in Europe, you cannot be in America and retain your mode of thinking as a Nigerian. Because outside, you can't see a girl or a woman um, with a revealing clothes and you go and disturb her or, or harass her. You'll be sent to jail. So everybody has to mind their business and focus on themselves. And that in return leads to the growth of the people and the nation as a whole. Because when everybody is focusing on building themselves, you are building the nation indirectly. Because if everybody is improving, the nation is improving. But here in Africa, here in Nigeria, we are mostly focused on what doesn't concern us. We are mostly focused on what other people are doing. We are mostly focused on minding other people's businesses instead of minding our business. And, you know, while we waste that time doing things that are irrelevant, the rest of the world is leaving us behind and forging ahead into the future. Honestly, we have to understand that it's time for us to abandon the masquerade of living up to the expectations of others and explore the new horizon of what it means to be you know truly complete you know you have to be truly and completely your own self The expectations of people are always going to be there, irrespective of what you do. But as Nigerians, it's almost like we are mostly concerned about how other people view us rather than how we view ourselves. And as long as you are being concerned with how people view you, you would always, 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 always want to shape your life in a way that suits their own narrative. And you are talking about people who are perfect. You know, the same person who is setting expectations for you has expectations being set for them by other people. Come on. It's a very laughable thing. I mean, let's look at it. It's absolutely laughable. There's so much that we can be if only we actually focus on being that. We have to understand that human beings are always going to be human beings. You know, there's something I I started, I 
you know, we started saying of recent. Human beings are terrible by default, but Nigerians are the worst. They are the absolute worst. Take the issue in the north, for example. The same people who engage in child marriage, you know, pedophilia, rape, are the same people who are setting standards for how someone should live as a person. It's laughable. I mean, it's crazy. You come to the Igbo land, the same people who can speak up for themselves are talking about respect. <laughs> it's laughable. You go down to the West and you see a group of people who, who can't actually pick a side, who are here, who are there, who are everywhere. They're talking about the same respect. They're talking about how one should live and how one shouldn't live. It's crazy. And I feel like it boils down to us as this generation to actually make a change. Because, like I said in the previous episode, if it doesn't consign us today, it's going to consign our children tomorrow. And look at it. Many of us are trying to leave the country to a place that is better. To a place where the same laws that we want to retain as a nation is not applicable where we want to go to. Come on. I mean, how does that make sense? You want Nigerians to retain the tradition and culture that they have, and yet you want to run away to a place where those culture and traditions are not applicable. Oh, it's crazy. I promise you. It's crazy. And we need to do better as a people. We need to do better as a nation. We need to do better as a community. Because, I mean, look at the whole of Africa as a whole. And you realize that you begin to ask yourself, what exactly is happening? What exactly is going on? Where are we getting it wrong? What are we doing wrong? Why is the rest of the world ahead and we backwards? With all the respect and all the culture and all the tradition that we think that we have, why are we backwards? Why is the rest of the world ahead? It boils down to the people. It boils down to a group of people coming together and saying that this is not what we want. This is how we want to be. This is the direction that we want to walk in. We want to be like the rest of the world. We want to have an advancement in science and technology. We want human rights to be a thing. We want to have good, good networks. We want to have access to quality education. We, we want to have access to good healthcare services, we want to have um, a police force that actually work, we want to have a group of military men that actually respect the rights of the people, we, you know, we want to live in a community where people are less selfish and more receptive towards one another. I mean, we have a long way to go as a group of people we have a long way 
to go as a community and I know that the very moment we find our voice, the very moment we decide to actually make a change, we would be amazed as how we would evolve as a people, we would be amazed as how we would evolve as a community, we would be amazed as how we would evolve as a country and we will be amazed at how we will evolve as a continent. I remember a speech I listened to by, I can't remember the president that said that, but he said, the very moment Nigeria wakes up, the rest of Africa And with that, this is where I come to an end of today's episode on the Charles Perspective. I should remain your host, Charles on the Metal, Uncle Charles. Well, like I said, you can always follow me on Twitter at Uncle Charles underscore or at Instagram at Uncle Charles double underscore. And well, on your next episode, Please stay safe, stay good, stay respectful. I mean, I'm going to leave you with this word of advice and it's something, it's a principle that I use for myself and my life as a whole. Mirror how you want to be treated and reflect it onto others. Until next time, bye-bye and stay safe.